This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Guys, this is a technology that will change the course of the future for databases, proxies, backend applications, pretty much everything. Homomorphic encryption. How about we jump into it, guys? So, guys, if you're new to the channel, I discuss backend engineering and security, stuff like that. Pretty much any software engineering concept that particularly interests me. And homomorphic encryption is definitely is a huge, huge change in the computer science uh, uh, industry, and and uh, it's, it's gonna it's gonna change the whole world. And how about we discuss it, guys? So guys, this is the agenda of this video. This is going to get discussed in this video. Uh, you can start seeing YouTube chapters where you can jump to the interesting part of the video. You don't have to watch the whole video. But essentially what I'm going to talk about is briefly what is encryption because why not just describe why do we have encryption obviously to protect us but sure and if you want to learn more about encryption check out the uh, encryption dedicated video about that right i'm not going to go into details of that then i'm going to talk about why we can't always encrypt data there is a particular reason encryption is good want to secure stuff but guess what we cannot always encrypt. You cannot uh, store your data encrypted in the database. You cannot have a layer seven uh, proxy that uh, load balancer that looks at your data without actually decrypting traffic. So there's so many use cases, but we're gonna talk about that. And then we're gonna talk about homomorphic encryption, which is the key of this video gonna discuss that what is that exactly right basically in a nutshell is the ability to operate on encrypted data which is something we couldn't do before ibm has just released a few days ago a working example of c++ code c++ code that will allow us to search a database that is fully encrypted and we're gonna do this in this channel we're gonna show a demo we're gonna download their uh, repo, uh, run the code, compile, and do the search. Yeah, it's a little bit slow, but it's going to improve. We have all the time in the world, guys. All right, how about we jump into it, guys? So the first thing we're going to talk about is encryption, or just for simplicity, symmetric encryption, right? I have a text. This is a beautiful text. I have my data. I have my image. I have my uh, blob PDF file. I have my HTTP GET request, and I want to encrypt it, right? You have this input and using a key that is a specific called symmetric key, you use it to encrypt basically everything on this text, right? And then you'll end up with garbage data. And to decrypt it, you use the same exact key and you get back your text. Very simple uh, idea. And that's called symmetric encryption because the same key encrypts and the same key decrypts. Yeah, we have another uh, type of encryption, which is asymmetric encryption, in order for to communicate in a in a in a networking uh, architecture where I want to encrypt uh, stuff between two parties. But we don't have to discuss it in this video. 
That's the idea of encryption. And ever since, we use encryption in pretty much every single place we can. We encrypt our password in the database. We encrypt uh, the communication between a client and server, HTTPS, everything encrypted. And if you want to learn more, check out the TLS playlist. We talked about TLS, transport layer security, why it is important to encrypt. So we encrypt everything where we can. However, we can't always encrypt, we found out, guys. Why? Because sometimes I need to perform operation on the, on the data. And to do that, it needs to be plain text. You cannot, for example, perform database queries on encrypted data. You cannot do select star from blah, where, where uh, ID equals seven. Well, the seven, is, the data is encrypted. So how do you do that? The only way is to actually either have it plain text unencrypted, stored on disk, which is pretty much what we do today, or have the database store it encrypted, but when we want to perform the, uh, the queries, we decrypt the data using the key, and then we have to do we deal with the key management and stuff like that, which is a, another hassle, right? And then turn around and encrypt it again. So that's what we, what we can do today. There is no solution. That's what we do. Twitter, same thing. They cannot encrypt their data. Nobody encrypts their data in the database today, right? Why? Because not only that, they want to run uh, trends, right? Twitter want to run trends. They want to run their analytics. They want to compute uh, recommendation. They can't keep decrypting and encrypting on the back end, right? They cannot do that all the time. Maybe you can, but... It's, it's always, there, was, there will be an agent that decrypts at the end of the day. And the agent that decrypts, if you don't trust it, tough luck. Analysis, indexing, database tuning, can't do any of that. Has to be unencrypted, right? Tough luck, right? Applications must read the data in order to process it, right? Even if the data is encrypted on disk and you read it encrypted, Right, so whoever snoops in the network cannot really read it, but the moment it reaches you as an agent, as an as an application, as a backend application, as a web server, as an express, as Node.js, as Python Django, you gotta decrypt it in order to make sense of it, right? And once you do that, it's available, right? And the question is, do you trust this application or not? Who knows, right? So, same thing. We have this concept of TLS termination on layer seven reverse proxies and load balancers, right? All load balancers that, uh, that act at the layer seven, if the uh, traffic is encrypted with HTTPS, it has to say, stop, I need to look at the data. What, what does it do? It terminates TLS. What does that mean? It means it serves the load balancer certificate to the client and decrypts all the traffic, looks at the data, look at the get request, look at the post request, look at the path, and then based on that, execute rules that you have put on the application so I can know your host, I can know where you're going, I can know the path, and I can execute microservices uh, logic, right? So, hey, if you're going slash pictures, then I'm going to take you to this set of backend servers. If you're going to slash comments, I'm going to take you to this backend servers. 
you cannot do this if you can if you don't decrypt today we decrypt tls termination and reverse proxies apparently they brag about the features hey wait we do tls termination we're good well it is a feature all right but you're decrypting the traffic and there are a lot of people against this concept right steve gibson is one of them and um, we're gonna reference the video below he says i'm not gonna give you a, a reverse proxy or load seven log proxy or dns protector to to look at my traffic just to do your operations no sir i'm not gonna give you my private key and certificate to serve it they, they, he's just not comfortable with it. And so many other people are not comfortable with layer seven reverse proxies, right? That's the, the, the nature of the beast, I guess, right? But that's why people prefer layer four uh, load balancers where just it, it will stream all the way to the backend. Well, it has, it's efficient. It's not as efficient as layer seven. Okay, you cannot do pooling, cannot do all that stuff. But that's a big, big, big problem in the, in the backend engineering community today, TLS termination. Meet homomorphic encryption. It will eventually allow us to do all of that stuff. What is homomorphic encryption? It's the ability to perform arithmetic and normal operations on encrypted data without decrypting it. I don't need to decrypt the data, right? And IBM, I'm going to show you the example of IBM actually querying an encrypted database and finding the results. Yeah, it is slow. It is so damn slow. But <laughs> we're going to get there. We're going to get there. This is a great uh, proof of concept. It's just the beginning. We just unlocked this thing, man. This is so cool. So yeah, we still can perform operation. And think about that, guys. The thing is encrypted, right? It is encrypted. Yet I am performing operations on it. Example, Let's say you have encrypted the number seven and I want to add three to this number, right? Without looking at it, right? So today, without homomorphic encryption, you have to decrypt that number, get the seven, add three, encrypt it again, uh, and store it encrypted, right? So that's 10, right? Homomorphic encryption allows you to, the client who consumes this data that is encrypted to add, to perform the plus three add the content, add the data, and store it encrypted without actually decrypting it. So the result will end up the same. 10 encrypted and the client application that does this operation, that does this query, that does this layer seven uh, routing will not look at the data. And that is absolutely crucial and very very powerful yeah you might get you might say and how can i uh, ensure integrity of the data well, we'll just add a hmac right a signature to the to the message to ensure that this is this message supposed to look like this right yeah you can now query a database that is encrypted we're going to show that in an example right because now the database is the client in this case and the data is just the the, the the thing that you consume that is you can store it encrypted and then you can perform the query operation which what is a query query is just a binary search tree right i mean you can use a lsm but same concept but it's just looping through things and comparing if this greater than this is if the left side is greater than the right side go go search this left tree it's just searching it's just everything boils down to greater than less than plus minus shift bit shift bit right shift that's that's boils down to everything to this to these basic operations layer 7 reverse proxies we don't have to terminate tls anymore 
and we can do layer seven beautiful load balancing round robin ip hash all that jazz without actually microservices uh, canary deployment blue green deployment everything you can do it with home okay this feels like an ad guys as though this is not an ad to homomorphic encryption obviously the, the it, it has pros and cons and i didn't talk about that obviously the pros is duh i can i can perform operations on an encrypted data privacy yak yak good good stuff right the the bad thing about it is it's just too damn slow and we're going to show you searching just few hundred records takes almost like three minutes <laughs> And we're gonna show it. We're gonna show it. So it's slow. Yeah, I know. But I'm I'm just so excited about this technology. I am so excited, so pumped by this. All right. So yeah, we can do all that stuff. TLS terminal routes traffic based on rules. I can't wait for the first data homomorphic database engine. I can't wait for the first uh, homomorphic reverse proxy. I can't wait for the first homomorphic web server man this is gonna be epic or maybe it's gonna flop <laughs> who knows <laughs> because i i made prediction in the past I and mean, they all failed <laughs> databases can index and optimize without decrypting the data i mean let's say you don't trust a cloud provider to take your data this is man this is great you can upload your data encrypted to a cloud provider and not worry about this your data getting leaked because you you're gonna have the symmetric key only you nobody is allowed to decrypt it right only your client application eventually will allow will have the encryption key so it's almost like true 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 end to end encryption man i'm so pumped with this thing fully homomorphic encryption toolkit by ibm let's do this guys we're going to show the source code we're going to download a docker container a docker image that has the cpp code that has all the uh, stuff that needs it we're going to compile the code we're going to compile the library we're going to show you the database we're going to show you how uh, the, the csv file which is the database in this case they, they are, it's fully encrypted and then we're going to do a search on the encrypted database all with this beautiful ibm uh toolkit that they gave us right how about we jump to by the way this video is not sponsored by ibm or anything i just uh, love their service and then just wanted to discuss it right all right let's jump into it guys all right guys so i'm gonna reference below this github repo that have the source code that have the instructions to get started with this thing all we need to do is clone the repo so how about we do this now i created a folder and i'm about to cl clone the repo all right we have the repo cloned we basically switch to the directory and where's everything we have and the next thing we need to do is to download the docker image that has the operating system whatever operating system you can pick fedori pick, you can pick centos you can pick ubuntu i'm gonna pick ubuntu just because uh, i'm familiar with ubuntu so let's do that and then do ubuntu and just like that ecstasis <laughs> all right downloading all that stuff just like that we have it ready in your case it's gonna take a little bit longer to load because i just previously loaded that thing the next thing we need to do is we want to run the toolkit and do dash p and then also provide 
Obonto. Obonto. And just like that, this will spin up a web server using, guess what? Use Visual Studio Code <laughs> and just spin up like a web server running on a secure web server here. And then uh, we're going to deal with this on the browser. Obviously, it's using a self-signed certificate, so we just need to ignore that. I'm going to use Firefox for that uh, just to access that web page. So using this URL, now we can consume the Visual Studio Code interface with everything that is in the container. That's pretty cool. I've never seen this before. So let's go ahead and open Firefox. And run this. And you're going to get this. That's absolutely fine. Just go ahead and accept the risk. We trust it's localhost. So we're going to trust that. And just like that, you're going to see it is exactly Visual Studio Code. And immediately you're going to get a, a prompt here. Pick the GCC for x86.64 uh, Linux GNU. This is the uh, the GCC compiler for uh, C++. And it's going to compile the code. And once we have that, the next thing we need to do is click this button, build. And that will actually build the project. And this will be available for us to run. Then after we build the search, the DB lookup, which is this application, country DB lookup, is going to start building that. I'm going to show you the code a little bit in, the, in a second now. All right. Now, before we run, this is actually runs the code, but I'm not going to run it. Let's go ahead and through the code, guys, a little bit. All right. So this is the code. It's a C++ code. And here's the database, which is a CSV file, which has all the countries in Europe right? I think all of them. Is that all? Seems to be more countries in Europe. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, and their capital. So that's the database. So, and the code, what it does here, it literally looks through CSV. Let's search this thing. CSV. Look at this. It, it load that database. And after it loads it, it goes ahead and encrypts that database. It reads the whole database, country DB, and then it goes through generating a plain text version of that. And then finally, it goes and actually encrypt the country DB database. And then we will essentially run the search on the encrypted version of the database. That's what we're going to do. So how about we actually go ahead and click run and run our application, our beautiful application. So here's that. It says, oh, I'm created the database. The database is encrypted. Initialization completed. I'm ready for queries. What are we going to search, guys? Since I went to France multiple times and I love that country, I'm going to say France. What is the capital of France? Hmm, I wonder. Let's wait for a few minutes to find out because there's no way for me to find out the capital of France except from this beautiful application. I cannot even look at the CSV. <laughs> Let's wait, guys. All right, guys. Took close to two minutes to give me the answer. Paris. All right. Look at this. So it took... <laughs> It is obviously slow. Searching through what? 48 rows. That's it. Took three minutes or two minutes, close to two minutes. It's just not acceptable, right? It's not production ready at all. Maybe for certain use cases, but you don't know. This is my machine. This is running on a Docker container on my MacBook. That's from 2015. Can we... Can, can we multi-thread this? Definitely, yes. 
definitely it's possible well i i'm not sure i'm gonna i'm gonna let uh, if, if anyone from ibm watching this i'm gonna let them answer that but i believe it's possible to multi-thread that every row if it depends on how is how the encryption is done right if the whole thing is just it, if it's a if it's a block cipher and the whole thing is, is encrypted as one block then probably i don't know i don't think it's possible but every row is it's encrypted it's by itself using a specific encryption algorithm then we can treat every row as its own thing and then we can uh, perform the operation in parallel right on all of them in parallel so the more cpu the more threads you have the more memory you have you can obviously uh, do this much much faster and uh, if i have a database that supports great indexing and you can do it today i think using this there's nothing stopping you from writing an index on the encrypted data i have no idea how it's gonna how it's gonna perform or how it's gonna work but i think it's possible and then you're gonna use the index the homomorphic index i just made up this word <laughs> homomorphic index to actually search uh the encrypted database so yeah it's possible it's possible I think it's possible because the encrypted data will not change. It's going to stay static, right? Uh, it's not It's not like this is Diffie-Hellman, right? It's not ephemeral. The encrypted is always using uh, the static. Word static is wrong. We're going to use the same encryption key, which let, will always lead to the same cipher all the time, right? Unless we are using some, some sort of a, uh, a counter mode that will change the results. I don't know, man. So, yeah, that's it, guys. Obviously, great technology, has a lot of applications. Is it ready? Absolutely not. It's not ready for public conception. I do not think it's ready. I think it has great applications. As I said in my Twitter video, when I, when I talked about how Twitter could have avoided the, uh, the, the, uh, the Twitter hack by actually implementing... Um, homomorphic encryption but i don't think it's ready it needs a lot of perfection there's a lot of work the ibm team and other teams as well i'm not sure what uh, who, whom what other companies are researching this uh, this technology but as of now it's very 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 slow right because you know guys searching through 48 records takes a fraction of a nanosecond should right shouldn't be Okay, that might be an exaggeration, a fraction of an end in a second. This is not a speed of light kind of a thing. But you get my idea. You get my point. All right, guys. I'm going to leave it at that, guys. Uh, pros and cons of this. What do you guys think about homomorphic encryption? Uh, let me know in the comment section below. Do you think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a fruitful? Do you think it's going to flop? Do you think it's not ready for production use? Which I think it's not as, from what we're seeing here. But yeah, throw some CPU cores on it and see how it performs. Build a good index, TLS termination. Well, I, I probably I'm not going to use it in my TL, in my reverse proxy or load balancer, to be honest. Because, man, if I'm going to look at this stuff, imagine sending a request and takes few minutes just to look and start try try to make sense of this thing. For recommendation engines, guys, absolutely yes. So I take back some of my what I said asynchronously you can spin up some 
processes that does a, a homomorphic searching on encrypted data and generate like a Twitter recommendation, Twitter trends. Who cares how long that takes? Yeah, the faster the better, but it's going to finish eventually. And I no, no users waiting for that, right? It's not a synchronous operation. It's not a, a synchronous operation. Jeez, how do you say this? It's not synchronous operation, right? It's not like the user is clicking and waiting for a result. It's not like the user is tweeting and waiting for the tweet to be posted. Well, that's, 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 that should be just fast, right? Just, just that's encrypt and write. The search, the, the Twitter search obviously is going to be slow a little bit. Asynchronous search is going to be a little bit faster. All right, guys, that's it for me today. I'm going to see you on the next one. You guys stay awesome.